would have been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And of course, we're going to talk about the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which dropped on Friday uh, on Disney+. And then we had a weekend full of Star Wars stuff, I'm sure, as Celebration was going on. I didn't pay attention to any of it, so maybe you have some stuff you can fill me in on, Kenton. Well, there, hey, there's so much, and the in the big scope of things, sweep of things, in the grand sweep of Star Wars things this weekend, I think Star Wars stepped on its own show with all of its dumping all the announcements on us fast and furiously, some of which could be watched online, some of which could be watched online illegally. Well, that's uh, And and, uh, some stuff that I just didn't care about and other stuff that was fascinating. I mean, we would have done an entire podcast on Andor trailer. Sure. Yeah, and and uh, and the bootleg Mandalorian trailer, which everybody watched. I didn't watch and, all of it. Oh, I watched. I watched. I the refused. Whole thing. As soon as it went off frame, I'm like, nope, I don't want to experience this like this, and I turned it off. Then there was, was also stupid. there was also an Ahsoka trailer, which made its way uh, online, a teaser, and it's pretty cool. I have to say, like, we could have done a whole podcast on that alone, um, and lots of other. Oh, and the announcement about Jude Law being in the TV show called um, the Star Wars show called Skeleton Crew, which which that's the grammar rodeo, the one that they call oh, okay. the called Skeleton Crew. Um, so there's that. Let me just see. I made um, well, first, I I, a list. Yeah, well, go, go back to your list. While you say it, we'll do that. I just want to say, like, they, I don't like the fact that they're doing, like, I understand you want to make the people who go to these events feel special, right? That's why they're doing these exclusive trailers just for the people there. You know people are going to record it, even though, I guess, I think the reason you sent me that one and said, quick, watch it before it gets pulled down. But as soon as that guy's camera goes, boop, and he's like, well, not because he, he either somebody saw the camera or he forgot because he was so entranced in the, the trailer, I don't want to watch it like that. I don't want to see it off frame and then not see everything clearly. So I, I you know, I wish they have they posted anything yet? Any of that stuff? No. Like, uh, come on, put it up at least Andor. at the end of the day. Oh, well, Andor is good, but the Mandalorian one, post that at the end of the day or something, or the end of the weekend, so everyone else can see it. And you don't have to have all these crappy versions of it flying around. I just hate that. I don't like it either. Um, the only other thing that I made a note of. There's lots. I mean, there's lots. There's a Bad Batch trailer as well. Ooh. I should say. I don't. I, hey, we're not as interested in, in the animated stuff than we are in the live action, but that exists. Uh, lots of other sort of um, tales of the Jedi uh, animated series, including the voice of Liam Neeson, we're told, and mm. uh, uh, and then Willow, a trailer for Willow, and a screenshot of the new Indiana Jones. And then the usual stuff, uh, John Williams conducting an orchestra and Harrison Ford showing up and all of that stuff that happens there. But uh, overall, I just wanted to focus on Obi-Wan Kenobi and all of this noise. It just seemed badly timed. You could have you could have leaked this out little by little once, you know, one thing a week or something and had everybody just salivating for more instead of the massive information dump. And meanwhile, we just all want to enjoy Obi-Wan Kenobi without having to worry about are we up to date with all the announcements at Star Wars Celebration. So I, I, I don't I'm not a big fan of the way they unloaded it this year, mm-hmm. but uh, I am. I'm very excited about the content that I did see. And I am also very excited about Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Agreed. And I, I didn't buy, I didn't look at any of that stuff. I just kind of tuned it all out and I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, you, you were texting me and saying there was a lot of announcements. I did watch the Andor trailer, which was excellent. We can talk about it another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so Obi-Wan, now it was interesting. Uh, I did see a little bit of reaction on TikTok um, before I watched Obi-Wan, although I was up very early. I got up at like 5 a.m. Um, again, I woke up on my own internal clock. My alarm was set for 6 I woke up 5 a.m. Something's different. Something is up today. Oh, Obi-Wan is up. So I got up and watched it with my coffee. And um, and then I saw some people criticizing the fact that they included a recap for the first of uh, the three prequel films, basically. Uh, how did you feel about that? I loved it. I yeah. loved the editing. I I thought yeah. um, my, my initial takeaway was, wow, th- this makes the prequels look 100 times better than they actually are. Yeah. So way to go. Well done. I like how it starts with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, my goodness. How can you stop watching at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful I, – I even consider it to be part of the content of the show, to tell you the truth. I thought it was a beautiful way to get people into it who maybe haven't even seen – who are too young to have mm-hmm. seen those prequels. So mm-hmm. I loved it. How about you? Yeah. I did as well. Like, I remember seeing somebody criticize, like, who needs a recap? Like, how would you just watch the movies? You don't need a recap. But you're right. It does make it look more exciting and more interesting. It sums it up. I don't want to watch all three of the movies right now. I don't don't have time. Like, we just watched them last December, right, is when we did that last round. So we're good for a while. Uh, So I did appreciate the sum up of the key points of the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan and some fun scenes, a little shot of Jar Jar here and there. Um, So maybe some hints at what's to come in this series. I don't know. Um, so then we go from, uh, that into the opening scene, which is again, another version of order 66, uh, which is these Jedi, um, younglings training at the temple that we've seen or familiar with from the uh, prequels that we've just been recapped. And then, uh, we see these Jedi who are being, you know, they have to run away. The, the clone wars are attacking, clone troopers are attacking. Um, but I think is, is this scene, is this like event of order 66 becoming pearls hitting the pavement are we seeing this too many times or no. are we not sick of it yet no because this ties right into the show that has to be reva is one of the padawans right absolutely has to be. yeah um and i found it well in a week of a school shooting it was i found it to be too it was almost too overwhelming to to see this that week and i think they've put a warning on it now as mm-hmm. a matter of fact yeah. because of that yeah. but uh, it's it's so harrowing, and you see, but you see the little group of kids running from corner to corner. It's very well shot. It really is harrowing, and when the camera pulls back and they're in that huge auditorium, and there's little fights going on everywhere, I, I thought uh, it was very well incorporated into the show. If there's one thing that I thought we were going to see that we did not see, and that was the rescue of little baby Grogu. That's uh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, that's happening somewhere else in another wing of the of the temple, right? That's like we know that's yeah. happening in the same space as this. Yeah. Um, but I do predict that if we keep seeing this scene over and over again in these different things, it's gonna get we're gonna get tired of it. We're gonna tire. Like I don't think they can show it to us too many different ways, more different ways. But maybe they can surprise me. I don't know. Um, it does take place at a time where that is very important. Yeah. And I think it will play into Reva's storyline as well. I think I, th- I think it has to. Uh, we don't. We're, we're we kind of don't know where she stands on a lot of issues right now. But well, that, I think that back- we know where she stands on one issue, the most important yeah. issue, and that's with regards to Obi Wan. And I can't wait to find out how she got there. Like that's the key story for me in this series: is how does Reva get to the point where she hates Obi Wan so much? 
Well, um, hang on for a second, because I'm not sure that's the case. I think maybe the reason she wants to take him to meet Darth Vader, it might be that she wants uh, to uh, be by Darth Vader's side. It might be because the only way she can take down Vader herself is to have Obi-Wan with her to help her do it. Correct. There could be, there could be a, a, math, a number of mathematical possibilities here. I think we'll get to her actions later in the show, but I think her actions in these first couple episodes show that I, I suspect she has a closer relationship with Darth Vader than with uh, the other Inquisitors think, because they don't really treat her very well. We see in the opening shot, and like we, this goes right into the opening shot of the Inquisitors, and we see the ship come in. Great, they look great, by the way. I will say, like they all, Rupert is awesome um, as the Grand Inquisitor. He looks great. Uh, I don't know what the other guys, the first brother or second brother or whatever, the the guy with the thing on the hat. The other guy, yeah. The other guy, and then the third sister, Reva, is the third sister, basically. And there's other, there's second sister, right? Or is that another sister that we don't know? Because second sister was part of Rebels or a video game or something. There were some more sisters involved in some of that other stuff. I never got my mind around all of that. I didn't watch all the Rebels, as you know. I watched some of it, yeah. And I watched the end of it, and I find they weren't involved I, in that. No, I like the idea. I like the idea of Inquisitors. We're gonna oh, come back. Great. We're gonna come back to this. Uh, yeah when we talk about the second episode for sure, but um, because there's something that happened in that episode that people are wondering about, I'm wondering about, and et cetera, <laughs> that we're going to come back to. But uh, I thought um, her storyline is an interesting one. I think it could be that she knows more about Darth Vader because may, we, how do, what, where do those Padawans end up in that? Place? Right. Where do the other ones end up? Cause at first I thought they were the other inquisitors, but they're not human. The other inquisitors are not human. And I think most right. of those other Jedi were human in that they look to be, I don't know. I couldn't see the details exactly. Right. Um, yeah, did but that's you, true. Did you escape or did Anakin Skywalker take you, abduct you, right, you know, right. to, to turn you into a uh, dark Jedi or whatever is that, that, cause that's how you would know that Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader are the same person, or you saw something at that temple, so you realize that that was the case. But I think what we will see is that she was at some point abducted by the Empire, either there or uh, later, or after the fact. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, I love that opening scene, though. They come into the town, they walk in there, we see the, uh, it's like an old Western, right? The bad guys yeah. come into town, we're looking for the, the Jedi. Uh, the Jedi hunt themselves. I love that line. I love that description of like, you can always suss them out because they're they're weak. They always help people. They're always going to be the ones to help you uh, save your failing business or whatever. That was all great. Um, so what else happens after that? I forget where that goes into after that. Well, I, li I, I like the whole, um, if we look at it from a oh, yeah. sort of a larger angle, I like the fact that I like what happens on Tatooine. I think um, for me, there was only a couple of false notes and that, I, that is, I thought the other Jedi who were on Tatooine were less compelling by a long shot than <laughs> on Kenobi. Where it's yeah. like, hey, Obi-Wan, uh, how's it going? Uh, I'm a Jedi too. And, and uh, the gravitas of Obi-Wan Kenobi is not matched by these Jedi who might not have had all the training that he did. But that's the idea is that that's all that's left because all the major level Jedi were the ones that got killed by their clone troopers 
in Order 66. So all these little guys that are left, the guys who didn't do well, the C students, um, the ones who are like kind of like on the edge of failing. They, they, they're not very good, but they're scrambling. Obviously, this guy still wanted to kind of do something well, and he's scrambling for help. He doesn't know about Obi-Wan's mission or what he's doing on Tatooine, so he has no idea. We're just jumping ahead to when they meet, but this is still the same guy they see in the, uh, in the tavern at the beginning here. So I like that because they kind of set it up that way, and they show us kind of the current landscape of where we are regarding the Inquisitors and the Jedi. Like, this is a typical day in the Inquisitors life they're just there letting the jedi hunt themselves and taking them down and then uh they do eventually get them right absolutely um yeah. so the you know the, the stuff on tatooine the stuff with um obi-wan kenobi uh working at a meat packing plant yeah uh, who knew that it, obi-wan had a job had a he has a part-time <laughs> well, job he need who knew he needs one like can't he just get a like a, some money from uh bail or something and, and get some I don't know. He should be being paid for his work while he's sitting there watching Luke. Yeah, there's lots we don't know, hey. But yeah, he. But you know, he doesn't. He, uh, my guess is, I mean, and what it sure looks like is he's he's done what Luke Skywalker does uh, in the sequels, which is he um, he's cut himself off of the Force and he's and he has one job, and that's to look after, make sure Luke Skywalker's okay, and train him when the time mm -hmm. comes. Um, and uh, so I think. Seeing him just going about his daily routine, uh, he lives in a cave at this point. He um, he calls out to Qui Gon, but and for and of course we all went. Oh, Liam Neeson here he I was comes! I was waiting. I was on the edge of my seat. I was just waiting for him. Not yet. Not yet. No, but that means we will get him because oh, you yeah, do not absolutely. do not set it up that <laughs> I've I've called him and he does not answer now. And yeah. then later in the episode, and and he's the one who will teach Obi Wan Kenobi how to vanish. When Darth Vader kills him. Right. Yes. Because that's, that's what he did, right? Right. So that's what's yeah. going to, well, that's what he discovers. Right. He didn't beyond. do it right away. He didn't do it right yeah. away. He discovers it from beyond. So that's, that has to happen. It has to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to see that. The fact that Liam Neeson is a voice in a, in an animated series yeah. tells you that he's back. Like everything, everybody's on, everything's on the table now. Everybody can yeah. be back. Anybody can be back at this point. So there's no reason why Liam Neeson would not. Um, it was just funny. I was just met with my uncle Nick on uh, last week and he was talking about working on that, the ice road with, uh, which was oh. a Liam Neeson film. He did the uh, storyboards for that one. Um, I, I, he said I it was, sadly, it was great. Super nice I guy. Watched the, I watched that movie, sadly. And, uh, <laughs> hey. I, I there's one great part of the movie where right at the very end, um, some guy walks up and he's like, Hi, I'm from the Canadian government, and I'm here to something or other. And it's just so ridiculous. And they give him a job title that doesn't exist in Canada. I'm the Minister of Ice Roads. <laughs> and I'm here to mm. administer my road salt or something. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's the, the whole thing is absolutely um, silly and ridiculous. So I'm happy. I would be very happy to see Liam Neeson leave the ice roads and uh, come back to Star Wars. Come back yeah, to Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Back to Alderaan. We'll get to that in a second. We're jumping ahead. Yes, we um, So, yeah, he's – and I love this setup. I really do – it really kind of reminded me of – actually reminded me of, of Jakku and the whole setup with Ray on Jakku. I think it's meant to do that because even the way he makes his food in the cave, it yeah. rises up much in the same way Ray's little bun rose up in that film. So there's a lot of parallels here. Um and I think it's intentional. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, he has a nice little um, encounter with a Jawa. Uh, is this the first time, Kenton, we've had a subtitled Jawa conversation? Um. Did we not in the Mandalorian when uh, with um, 
Oh yes, because what's her name Sedaris? speaks. Yes, yeah, she yeah. speaks Jawi Jawaese or whatever the language is called. Yeah. Yes, correct. So that's right. So we saw her side and the other side of that conversation. But generally, we have not seen. I guess this is something that's this going to be normal now. We're going to start seeing subtitles. Like this is kind of proof to me that they're willing to break the so-called rules that have been in place in Star Wars. We never got subtitles for Jawas, right? In the past, we never got subtitles for Chewbacca. We might in the future. I don't know. Or for Wookiees, anyway. Um, so that's something that might we might see change. What else do I have here? Anything else about that before we move on? About Obi-Wan, no, the Obi-Wan setup? Uh, I like the setup. I remember them saying that they re when they rewrote Obi-Wan the series, um, that the original one they were worried was too depressing. And I did find it, I find it, found it sad seeing, you know, poor Obi-Wan, but like once the great Jedi master on Coruscant, and here he is, um, you know, how the mighty have fallen and here he is and he has virtually nothing. You know, he's living sort of this, I wouldn't even say simple life, almost an impoverished life. And, and self-imposed, uh, I would say. Self-imposed yeah. feels horrible about what happened. He feels guilt, yeah. shame, and all these negative. He's a broken man. He really is. Yeah. They've done a great job. But I think it's intentionally so, and I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they spent the time yeah. on it to really set up. And they, the whole first two episodes, and it's probably going to be throughout the series, that he's going to... I mean, who knows if he ever really comes out of it because we see him, he's kind of still broken in A New Hope, right? He's still living in his little shack and stuff. We don't know what's going to happen. I have issues about that. We'll get to that in a second. I don't think, I think he's, I think in A New Hope, he's, he's at peace with himself. He's, he knows, he knows more than he does in this series. In the, okay, so no we're going to see him, yeah, we're going to see him get from that, from to there when we, through this, through the course of the series. Okay, so let's get to the big reveal of this one, which is like, I had no idea this is where they were going with this. Did you? Okay, so what they've done now, and I'm glad you mentioned the rewrite, because that's what they've done. The original plan was for them to have Obi-Wan and little Luke running around, right? It was going to be that, yeah. and they're going to be like looking for stuff and solving primes and stuff. But now, instead, they've got us got Obi-Wan and little Leia. So we got an introduction to little Princess Leia, I didn't clue in until they said Leia Organa. I got to be honest. I was not, didn't understand who this was supposed to be at all. I knew it right away. Oh, right away. You. I knew you would. Damn it. I went, I went Alderaan. Oh my God. Alderaan. <laughs> Here we go. Now it's on. And then when, when we, um, when we see uh, the little, and I, at first I, I was puzzled when they're dressing her. And then I was like, of course, this is Princess Leia. And then you see the hand with the veins. That was it. weird. Yeah, that was a weird part with that alien girl. Right. And But right. I thought they'd, I thought she'd already been kidnapped and they'd replaced her with someone else. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. this is horrifying. What a, and, but then it just turns out to be an alien who's in on the joke. I would have made it a more recognizable alien, like a Twilight yeah. girl or something like that, just so we knew exactly who that's supposed to be. Because it was weird that her skin was like, I know her skin has to be different so that right. she knows it's not Leia, but still, anyway. We're dwelling on that. Uh, but I do enjoy, I did like the introduction to Leia. I like this Me character. Too. I like that this is, this is exactly how you think Princess Leia would be as a kid. Um, she's got a fun little droid now. Lola is her little yeah. droid sidekick on store shelves, as I showed you on TikTok. Or I don't know if that was a store shelf, but it was a demonstration of something of these little animatronic real life ones they have on display. I'm sure at Disney World. So that's cool. And that whole intro is great. I love it. I love the, I love seeing Alderaan. That was so cool. We get to see these big sweeping shots of Alderaan. Jimmy Smith. I love Jimmy Smith. Smith. He's awesome. Yeah. So Immediately good. makes everything better. Jimmy Smith's in a scene. You're like, oh, yes. I knew he'd be in it, but I was just so happy to see him. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Jimmy Smith will do any TV show, as has been established. He'll fix any TV show when a TV show starts to get shitty. Yep. That he'll, he's there. He's there for it. 
uh, all the way back to L.A. Law and NYPD Blue. That guy's ready. He's ready to be in your show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not surprising to see him, but it's good to see him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, on the other hand, the one thing that kind of stood out for me on Alderaan and kind of was distracting, so I'm glad it's over, and that's having Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers be the kidnapper. <laughs> distracting. I agree. Yeah, I it agree. Was, it was a distraction. I don't think we, <laughs> I don't think we needed... Uh, well... Yeah, I mean, he is he he is he is off-putting, like he's supposed to be, and he also seems like an incompetent villain, which he's supposed to be, I think, as well. But uh, seeing him in a Star Wars was a little—I don't—I don't know if we needed to see him. Well, we've talked about all the guest stars that have been on Star on the last couple of seasons of The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, and uh, and I just thought of this: this week's guest star is Flea. Like it's just like the Love Boat when you used to see the guest star roles. And the, every week it's a different person coming on to promote. What does he have? Did the Chili Peppers have a new album out or something? What's the t- tie in here? That's immediately what I think about, and I know it's probably just him going, "Hey, I'd love to be in Star Wars," talking to his yeah. agent and saying, "Hey, can you call someone over there and and get me a, a meeting?" And he's like, probably loves it. He's probably super excited to be in Star Wars, but it did take me out of. It. it did absolutely oh fuck it's flea and i'm like i mean okay it's flea and then i kind of resigned myself to it and yeah. moved on but it was for a sec there yeah i was not happy <laughs> yeah and i think oh and i wanted to add to what you said about uh, princess leia yeah um i think the girl playing her as a kid is quite an actor she's oh, great boy. yeah and she's she, excellent she can really pull it off so yeah. they got the right kid i mean that's a kid that's a little kid that's amazing the job she's doing and i love it when she runs she is a funny runner. There's something hilarious. Like she kind of leans back and just like works the arms. Oh yeah. And I was like, that's funny. Like, well, I'll, I'll like, I'll pay attention more next. I'm sure she's going to yeah. do more running next episode. So I'll pay when more I, attention to that. When I watched it the second time, I really, that's what I really <laughs> dug it. But I mean, awesome. how many times do we need to see the, it's a bit of a trope where um, the kid is being chased by grown adults. And the only thing that needed to stop them are twigs and a little fallen tree. <laughs> Oh, well, they pulled that off earlier in the very first scene with the Inquisitors. I thought they pulled that off where he just drops the, really, we're just going to drop the uh, awning on these guys and he's disappeared. Like, they're not going to, he's a block away. Run after him. What are you doing? Like, they just kind of give up on him so quickly with that. Very easy to stop villains in their tracks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Uh, my goodness. Princess Leia ran under a twig and now I can't catch her right away. Now now I'm completely flummoxed here. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, also on Alderaan, did you happen to notice R2-D2 and C-3PO in the background? I saw, I, was, C, was R2 with him? Because I just saw 3PO. I just noticed you, 3PO. I heard him talking and yeah. I saw Anthony Daniels credited. So I just assumed, I guess R2-D2 was with them, right? Well, oh, R2-D2 was under the sand. Is that R2 under the sand? No. Okay. No, that that looks like his, uh, that's also confusing because it looks like yeah. it's his thing. But it's yeah. not. Um, on Alderaan, you do see C-3PO, you hear his voice, you know it's him. At the end of that scene, um, you do see R2-D2, and I th- it's got to be R2-D2 okay. in the background just doing his thing. Maybe he's a server. I don't know. He's doing well, something. Uh, he owns, he's owned by Captain Antilles at this point, I think, right? right? Or maybe we'll figure that out. Maybe we'll see him in more detail next episode. Well, he says the ship is, I think, in episode four. He said we were on a cruiser with the Captain Antilles. Yeah. So, so um, anyway, it's good It's good to see Alderaan. It's, it's cool. It's... Uh, uh, I like it. I like I like that. I that is the one thing that would get Obi Wan off of Tatooine. 
Yeah, and w- before we move on to that next episode where he does get off of Tatooine, uh, the one thing we forgot to talk about is is kind of his basically watching over Luke that he's been charged with doing and how we see a lot of hostility from Owen. We see him buy the the toy from the trader, the little yeah. uh, fighter toy, and he, he smashes it. Yeah, and then he, he gives it back to him, smashed up, said, leave us alone, like very, very hostile. Um, so there's that as well. But it's very clear that, and that's what I guess ultimately gets him off because they, they call him up, Bale and, and his, uh, his wife call him up. They ask him for help. He says, no, he's flat out says no, which surprised me. Right, because I thought like, and you know, he's gonna go, right? I guess you know, but I didn't think he would he would like bulk so easily. But I guess it's really to illustrate how broken of a guy he is. He really doesn't believe he is the right guy. He has no confidence in himself. He hasn't used the force in a decade, right? He really does think that there are better people for the job out there. Um, but then Obeil Organa comes. Uh, Jimmy Smith comes to him in person. You can't ignore Jimmy Smith in person. You can't. I think. Uh... That this is one of the plot holes, or not a plot hole. It's one of these sort of plot devices that doesn't quite work. I think I love the episode, but the idea. Oh, by the way, the Skyhopper uh, toy—that's what Luke is playing with in Episode Four when he's sitting in the garage with. So he must have found it. He must have got it back or something. He fixes it. He gets it back, or Owen fix something happens. But but um, so Jimmy Smith is rich. He's a rich guy. Leia's been uh, abducted. He contacts him by uh, hologram, and then he shows up in person. So it's nice to see them together. I'm glad they did that. But then he sends the impoverished Obi-Wan to take public transport to get to the set. Like, you have... Coach. He's flying coach. Right. Leia herself says, (laughs) where's the army? Right. The army's going to be getting here. No, no, no. Don't want to send them. Um, And also, couldn't, couldn't he... Bail Organa, give Obi-Wan a, a space cruiser? Couldn't he give him money? Couldn't he give him... He could give him everything that he needs to, to really get on this faster than taking the public transport. I wasn't quite sure why... Why? Well, I think it's they're trying to keep it low key. That's the idea. Is they right. want to keep it like they don't want. Nobody knows the importance of Leia except for for Obi Wan and Bale and Yoda. I guess presumably Yoda's off somewhere as well doing something. Dagobah. We'll probably see. Well, he's not Dagobah, but we'll probably check in with Yoda at some part. I, oh, I, I sure hope. Um, but yeah, I think that that's. Uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh yeah, but my, my question regarding that is, uh, you're already there. Just give him a lift. Just give him a lift wherever you need to go. Like, he's got a ship. You don't have to go through the pretense of like going on. They, I mean, they wanted to have that scene where he like steps onto the thing right. and he makes the choice to go and do the mission. So that's why they have it. But I don't think it really works. I agree. It makes more sense just to have Bale take him and have that same scene happen as he steps out of the spaceport into the new world or something because. That's where, back. like, I, and that's where really the, the, the series shifts. Like, I was worried we we're going to get a whole another six episodes of Sand, you know, like we did for Boba Fett. But now it's, it's like we're on a completely different planet for episode two. That might be the case for this rest of the series. You might just keep shifting scenes like that. Yeah, I think we're going to get far more travel than what we expected, which is good. Yep. That's yep. good in Star Wars. It keeps things interesting. Keep and, and they only have six episodes. They got to keep this thing moving. And they we're coming up. Episode three is yeah. coming up on Wednesday, so that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So they don't have a lot of time to 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 uh, draw this out. And I'm glad. So I'm glad. I'm glad it's moving on. But I'm also glad they took some time on Tatooine. That it wasn't just they didn't rush it, but at the same time they didn't belabor it. They they found the nice middle ground, and I think that's what they needed to do. But I do think um, that our pal. Bale comes off as being needy uh, and not helpful. Like, I need your help, but he I don't... To, he seemed to have it much more together in the prequels, you know? He was like a guy who could get it done, and now yeah. he's, like, not dependable anymore. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, well, you know, I, I know they wanted them in the same room together, and I'm glad they did. I'm glad because I want them in the same room together again. And so that, that's good. it's good to see that. But you're right. The, um, ultimately, it doesn't result. They could have just had him on the hologram and had Obi-Wan do the same thing. Uh, well, is it, like, like, are they, are they, uh, was it whether you're saying they created that scene just to have them on set together so they could shoot it? Oh, okay, I whatever. think, I think, to, no, I think it's, it's to, I think it is more compelling to have them in the same room in that scene than it is to just see the hologram going, hey, remember me? And, you know, but also, it also reinforces like how much it takes to get Obi-Wan moving. Like, it really does right. say, hey, you need to get on this and, and get out, yeah, get, get your shit together, man. Shake out of it. <laughs> Snap out of it. Is, um, What's her name said in Moonlighting? Moonlight? Right. No, Moonstruck. Anyway. Right, okay. Moonstruck, right. Yeah. So, so we leave. Go ahead. Yeah, so go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, what do you think of, before we move on to episode two, what is your what are your overall thoughts about the inclusion of Leia and that idea of of, of having her be the kind of the person Obi-Wan's working with here? I love it. Yeah? I, I think, I of course, it raises lots of questions about A New Hope. About when, um, and I watched it again. If you, if you, uh, on YouTube, if you do Luke rescues Leia, that's the first scene that comes up. Um, and it's a great scene, um, the detention block scene. And he says, I'm here. She says, Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? That whole, that scene. And uh, he says, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. She goes, Ben, ben Kenobi, where is he? And, and she's excited and it implies she knows him. But in the recording, in the projection, she said, Obi-Wan Kenobi, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. And it's like she doesn't know him in the recording. That's a, that's a, I think that's, a, um, well, at the time, <laughs> you know, they didn't think of all this stuff. But right. I think that's okay because I feel like that's a public, like it's a, it's a message that you don't know who's going to come into contact. You don't know necessarily yeah. give away a personal relationship and something like that. Whereas when you're seeing somebody face to face, you can react in the moment and go, oh, my God, he's here. So that feels right. That feels okay to me. And we've talked about, uh, the, and everybody who's a Star Wars fan has thought about, he, okay, so he, where are you going to hide Luke? On Tatooine with his family? What, what's his last name going to be? Skywalker. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> they're going to find this kid. And then also um, Obi-Wan, change, Obi-Wan Kenobi changes his name to Ben Kenobi, which isn't the best way to hide either. But he just calls himself Ben throughout the, uh, throughout the episode. So I think. Those questions about why, if you're hiding, that those questions will always be part of Star Wars, I how think. Did, okay, yeah, I guess. But how did... Um, now, it's apparent to me that news does not travel fast in the Star Wars universe. Like, oh, we, see, we see it revealed in the second episode, Obi-Wan finds out that Anakin is still alive. Uh, he didn't know that for this entire time. He spent 10 years thinking that he right. killed his best friend, right? So think about what that does to a person. But... He left What's him that? for dead. Left him, sorry, left him for yeah. dead. Yes, he thinks he left him for dead and that he did die. And in Cruz, right. he didn't. So that's a that's a big um, thing. What was I talking about? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. So we're talking about uh, so we're uh, episode one, pretty much where episode one ends, which is his decision to, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna take on this task. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I also think that we can like the other thing that I could imagine Star Wars fans wondering is now he's leaving Luke there where Luke could be kidnapped. But uh, Luke is safe for the time being, and yeah. Owen Owen is a guy who seems like he's not gonna tolerate lots of bullshit of any kind. So he he looks he sort of seems like a guy that you would not you you'd be fairly certain could keep him safe. Yeah. But it does beg the question about why doesn't why isn't there another Jedi that can watch over Luke over that time period? Well, 
there is one other one but we we've mentioned but we don't know he might be doing something else yoda is the only one other one available to do something right <clears throat> but we don't I know that, we don't know uh, yeah but i think that's what makes that scene with him like that we that scene between him and reva between owen and reva so important because that proves that owen can handle himself right he yeah. he stands right up to her he does not give in he like it's clear she can read some intention like some so she can't read people's minds is really but she knows that he knows well, that he's a jedi in episode two like she in episode two she reads somebody's mind well, that's, with, so, that's with more intention that's more of a yeah. uh, kylo ren style right. mind reading um so yeah that that's kind of where we go with that so that's why we feel okay with him leaving luke behind luke's okay for now they're after obi-wan that's the thing like it all it all and this is what i remember where i was going with this it all kind of boils down to they kidnap leia as a lure to get obi-wan so how did she know obi-wan was connected to bail how did they say that right there's some kind of connection there but they don't know about how important leia is really well you you have identified the other the second uh, area where i think they could um, it's it's a little questionable as a as a as a plan. Okay. Like if I take Leia, then Obi Wan will have to come, because there's no indication that anybody knows that uh, that Padme had children. There's no indication of that, so she couldn't think that. As far as we know, she. Anakin knew though. Anakin knows. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know. I don't think he. Know, I think he'll find out. I don't think Anakin knows he has children at this point. Oh, I don't think okay. he knows. He uh, he'll find out. He's going to find yeah. out about Luke in this series, I'm sure. But I don't think he knows. And uh, and I think um, so. So I I I, 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 I you, we can only assume like she might know. She might know because she was on the forces of good in the uh, at one point. It's possible. But um, it's a, it's a little unclear what she knows and how she knows it. But I, I would say that she would be moving on the assumption that um, that uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and Dale Organa knew each other well. They were friends, you could even say, uh, and that uh, if Obi Wan's around, that he would be compelled to come. I think that's what she's going on. It is a bit of a thin plot, though, to it make is, that happen. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. What if Bale sent the army? What if? Yeah, he you could know? have. He could have, right? So yeah. I think, okay, her plan worked, but probably it wouldn't have worked. That's what I'm saying. Or, or she does know somehow. She has figured it out. She has figured out that Padme is pregnant. She has figured out who Leia really is. Maybe that's where she wants to bring him, her, to Anakin, to her maybe. master. Yeah, okay. maybe. Maybe so. Okay. Yeah, maybe cool. so. Anything's so possible cool. there. I, and maybe, I hope we find out. Oh, yeah, I think we will. Uh, what's yeah, the name? Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, what's the name of the planet they go to again? I keep forgetting it. The Dayu? Dayu, yes, Dayu. And we learned that you can't get signals on there. He's kind of lost, hey, at the beginning. Obi-Wan mm -hmm. gets there, and he's kind of wandering. He doesn't really know what to do. But I like that. Well, first of all, I want to say I love the uh, Tamir Morrison cameo that we got. Oh, you got him oh. as the, uh, the aging clone trooper who's, like, asking, begging on the street, just like a Vietnam veteran would do or any other war veteran might do in other, other parts of the world. So that was really meaningful. Is that a clone trooper we would recognize, by the way? I don't Is that think it's meant to be. I mean... Someone, I, mean, I don't know, it doesn't look like he recognized Obi-Wan at all, so no. I don't necessarily think so, um, but I don't know. They age twice as fast as uh, normal human beings, so uh, he looked pretty pretty ragged. Yeah, this is only 10 years later, right? They shouldn't, maybe yeah. he shouldn't be that old. 
Well, no, they they age twice as fast. Oh, they so do like, really. They do really. Yeah. Okay, you're saying yeah. that. Okay, interesting. That's established. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so it's so it's like 20 years. Mm, okay. And we don't know how old the clone was. I mean, we you can sort of do some math or whatever, but I think mm. it works. I think it works. Also opens up the possibility for us to get uh, Rex or another established oh. older clone uh, yeah. back because he's available. Um, and then well, I got, uh, oh yeah, we have a little drug deal. I think that was a little bit of a callback to the death stick scene, right? We have oh, a little yeah. girl asking him to, to buy some drugs. I kind of, I did enjoy it, not enjoy, but I did appreciate how more we get to see more about the drug trade and a little bit more about how we see like a Star Wars meth lab a bit. Yeah. We see how like later on Flea and his buddies get dosed with spice or whatever it is that they're thinking. They're all like out of it so you see the effects of the drugs on people that's a little bit better i like that break it's breaking bad in star wars exactly, even the outfit exactly. the outfit that he puts on is breaking bad it's yeah with the goggles and everything like yeah. that yeah very much so um kumail kumail turns up he uh of course is a fake jedi and you knew it instantly <laughs> you just know fake jedi with a heart of gold even if he does enrich himself right uh, from time to time but you can tell, I knew it immediately as soon as I heard his voice, because his voice is inherently funny, I think. Like, it's part of what makes him so charming, is he's got this funny kind of high-pitched, nasally voice with a little hint of an accent. I think he's working to get rid of the accent a bit in this, yeah. feels like. Um, but uh, if he's doing, and I think he can do other stuff. I'm saying I'm not saying Camille Nanjiani doesn't have range, but if he's doing that, if he's doing the voice that we know so well, it's going to be a comedic role, and he's probably going to be a good guy. I had no doubt that he was going to turn out to be a good guy, even though they kind of made him look back and forth, like, what is he a sketchy character? I don't know, but I knew he was going to help out in the end. I, I wasn't sure. Uh, I thought when he stands up and says, come on, let's go, I thought he might be in for the bounty. I thought he mm -hmm. could be. Um, I, I liked uh, the thing that that whole... Uh, kind of thing that he had going there brought to mind was Oliver, where little there's a bunch of little kids picking pockets. Oh, he's the yeah, he's the artful dodger. Absolutely, right. yeah. they're all reporting back to their <laughs> to the guy in charge, who's mm -hmm. kind of a dodgy guy himself. So there, um, I kind of like that the, about it. What was the name of the one in Solo, the big snake lady in Solo? That was the same kind of thing. <laughs> I don't remember. Snake Lady? No, I don't it's remember. So, the beginning is Solo. Solo and his girlfriend are, like, working for some creature under, underground, remember, the, in the horrible yeah. scenes that we hated? Um, that's kind of a similar thing, where they're, they grew up on the streets as kids under the watch of this this person. Anyway, sorry. Um, oh, the, 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 they can't, the ones who can't see sunlight or whatever. Those. Right, 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 right. Yes, that's right. Right, right. Yes. So, so weird. Okay. Um... And I honestly got the vibe. Once he got going and started looking, once he really got into that scene with Kamel and started like, hey, you're not a Jedi. Tell me what I need to know. Uh, I felt like we got a little bit of the old Obi-Wan back, right? Yeah. It did feel like a bit of the old Obi-Wan mysteries again. Back to like episode two when he was like meeting with Dexter and looking for the planets and stuff. That really kind of got that feeling back. So I was very excited about that. Oh, yeah. I thought so, too. Um, I'm glad. I'm, uh, it's. You know, it wouldn't be fun watching a depressed Obi-Wan for six episodes. Mm -hmm. He's sort of getting his mojo back a little bit as he as he um, makes his way through this plot. And it is. It did remind me of episode two, for sure. Yeah, I, I very much it did. Very much it did. I, I thought um, the planet uh, really does look like Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. um, I would have liked one long shot of the whole planet, though. I don't think we got one. I think we just got the streetscape, didn't we? Yeah, are we still there though? We might get that next episode. Well, it, it, the ship was taking off. Oh, that's the, right. They got out of there. They did. So yeah, we're not going to see that again. Okay. So and so, this might—that's the other thing—is that this might be a very much a different planet of the week kind of a show where we're going to see a different location. I'm sure they're going to end up on Mustafar at some point, um, but you might expect them to be in a different planet every week. 
Well, maybe, I, but I, I also wonder how long is he going to be with Leia? Is he right. is, that, is 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 that part of this over? But uh, they, you know, before they get to that ship, they say uh, 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 he says, and this is very compelling because I all I've been wondering all weekend. But when he says, "Don't worry, there's going to people be people at the other end who are going to help you." So who's going to be at the other end? Right, Where's right, right. It's going to be well. It's going to be the beginning of the rebellion, is what it's going to be, right? That's what that is. It's going to be uh, Saul, Saul Guerrero, Saul Guerrero. Could be, uh, could, could be, be Saul Guerrero. Could yeah. be Gungans. Could be Gungans. I thought. Could be. It, okay. Uh, could be where? Who else could it be? I had a few ideas. Could be Yoda, but uh-huh. uh, Yoda's on Dagobah. Not. I think not likely Yoda. It could this be. This guy doesn't. He doesn't know a lot about how Jedi actually works. I don't think he's no. actually connected to any real Jedi. So it feels so more either. likely that it's some kind of rebel, rebel right. group, right? That's kind of feel what feels likely to me. But anyway, or uh, or even Emphis Nest. Emphis Nest might be a possibility as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff floating around out there that it this could is be. around that same time. This is yeah. ten years after, so this is Solo is flying yeah. around somewhere with Chewie. Although I don't think we're going to get them in this series. Oh, it, it did occur to me that it could be Chewbacca. I don't think I don't think I think um um because remember Obi Wan Kenobi knows Chewbacca at the cantina mm-hmm. when he oh goes. yes that's right you're right okay. so so yeah. it it could very well be Chewbacca I don't think it could be Han Solo though mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Alden Ehrenreich will make a cameo. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think that that's likely, especially since they made such a big stink about the recasting stuff a few weeks ago. Yeah. They're not gonna go back on that now. No. Um. Now, of course, we see Reva again continues to butt heads with her boss. Um, they, it seems that every time she's about to catch him, they always say, no, enough. Yeah. And then they just stop, right? She's And it happens on Tatooine. It happens again on this planet. And it's like, oh, man, it begins to so frustrated. She shows her frustration, as we see later on. But before that, she calls out the She puts out a bounty on him. She puts out the uh, the full alert. Everyone gets a little hologram of Obi-Wan. And then we see the bounties come down upon him. That was awesome. I love that whole sequence. Little T-Rex head guy. Okay, well, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, What's his name? Do we have a name for him? I don't. I don't know. I, I call I him Mohawk Dino Man. Yeah, that guy's great. Uh, and <laughs> it was not Forlom, by the way. Okay. Well, because I mean, Forlom's around in Empire. Well, he could get and, fixed. I mean, it was like he was. You don't know if he's like complete. Well, I guess that's what that second shot was meant to be. He does shoot him twice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's. Funny. I don't think it was Forlom. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Right. And yeah, the so the bounty's out, uh, and that's always good. That's right from the Mandalorian, pretty much the way that works. Yep. That you sort of we sort of know how that works now. Um, it was a bit of a stretch where uh, Leia is like, wait a sec, I don't trust you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah trust that was you. really quickly. You. you helped me escape, but I don't trust you either. Um, and now I'm going to run again. Lots of, lots of, uh, and she's got little legs and she can outrun anybody. And you <laughs> love the way she runs. You love the way she runs. It's fun. It's fun <laughs> to watch, but I mean, <laughs> realistically speaking, I don't think she could outrun anyone she outruns on the show. Yeah, now starting with, I will say, starting with that first scene where she outruns the, the uh, kidnappers in the forest, I'm like, those guys look like yeah. they're lightly jogging after her. They <laughs> look like they're putting up a job yeah. fight. Oh, no, not a piece of wood. I oh, can't they were leading, they were leading her into Flea's yeah. lab. They're leading her into the, into the uh, trap. Yeah, okay. So. Um, but then we see, like, a great sequence where Obi-Wan has to use the Force again to save uh, her. So good, and yeah. and just like you see, like that connection. Um, and I do like their their dynamic, the way they go back and forth. Their their dialogue. She's funny. She's kind of she's got a great wit. Uh, the you're talking about her acting. The line that really did it for me was when he tells her that is it that Anakin died? Is that what he says? Padme. 
Padme. Oh yeah, it's talking about he's talking about how much he reminds her of Padme, and yeah, about how she dies, and she says, "I'm sorry." Like she was really taken aback. Like that was a genuine moment. It yeah. was so good. Um, but she's um, about her mother, but he does right. not say. He does not say, "I'm talking about your mother." No, he just says she's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's a that's a great moment. That was really well well played by both. Of them. Oh yeah, and Ewan McGregor just. By the way, I'm saying how good the little Leia is as an actor. Well, Ewan McGregor is fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, he yeah. brings so much to this role. It's like he never left the freaking set. He feels just like, or that he actually lived the last 10 years as Obi-Wan Kenobi, or it's been yeah. more than 10 years for him. It's been 20 yeah. years, 25 years almost, I guess, when you think about it. He raises he the level of the show by so much. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, and it really sounds like he's he's really kind of like come around on this like personally. Like he said, he resented it for a long time. That he had a lot, a lot of I don't know that how much of it is real, how much of it is kind of the story for the media or whatever. They're playing it up certainly, but um, but anyway, it's nice to see that he seems to kind of be happy doing what he's doing. Oh my God, he's so good at it. Yeah. So then yeah, we get to the we get to one of the controversial parts, and that is uh, the uh, and I think they've established that this is the same in, the Grand Inquisitor is the same one from Rebels. Okay. Um, but she's, um, we think Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to have a duel with her with lightsabers. And we're like, yeah, it is not going to end well for her. Obi-Wan well, Kenobi. Not, gonna not yet. I, I didn't think that was going to happen in this episode. He's not going to lay up that lightsaber until he's getting ready, I think. But he takes it out and he's like putting it together. Like, yeah. so I thought, oh yeah, here we go. Well, he's getting ready, but he's certainly nervous about using it. Right. So she, um, so she keeps, but you're right. The Grand Inquisitor keeps telling her, no, no, he's the Captain Panaka of that side. He's like, no, you can't do that. Not just no. him, but the other guy too. The yeah. guy with the hat does it as well. And can I just say, while well, we're on the topic of the way they look, I like it overall, but I just, the earmuffs are distracting. Like the things on his ears. Yeah. Why can't we see his ears? Why do, does he, do his ears look stupid in that makeup? Like, I'm just wondering why they decided to cover up his ears like that. It's weird. I'm not sure. And I, I, I think the least believable person on the show so far is Reva. Uh, who who just we just don't understand her motivation and so it's hard to identify uh, other than to go well at one point she was a Padawan probably which is what that's doing in the show but um, sort of the I'm you know I need Obi Wan and I'm angry and I and then she takes out the lightsaber and she sticks it to the Grand Inquisitor who we know is in Rebel I guess unless unless well, this is no I think maybe what they're saying is this happens after whenever he shows up in Rebels it's around the same time frame no, it's ten, Rebels it's ten is years. after this are are they sure. Yes, Rebels is after. It, it, right. it, 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 but he's not really dead. I mean, I mean, Darth right. Maul got sliced in half, right? Darth Maul got completely cut, so and he's fine, so he's probably okay. And, hey, clones are a thing as well, but how many times can you do that? You can't, we can't have more people running did, around who were dead. We need fewer of those. But did, did, so, let me ask you this. Did you notice the townspeople gathering afterwards going, get him some life support. He's still breathing. Did that happen at all? That did not happen. Okay, well, then he's, because, you he's know probably dead. He was, he was very, a very unpopular person, as opposed right. to the sheriff, who was very popular. And so <laughs> they, right. the townsfolk rallied to get him the back-to-tank he needed. But this guy, I don't think anyone's going to give this guy a back-to-tank. And But we don't really know what's inside an Inquisitor. And it could we don't even know anything. what species they are. Like they seem to be all the same species except for Riva. Um, I do agree that that some parts of her character seem strangely one-dimensional, almost annoyingly one-dimensional. I hope they're setting up something good here. I hope there's a good reason for it, because she certainly seems different than any other Sith lords that we've seen up to this point. She's very, very like I, I would say maybe maybe a little more along the lines of Kylo Ren than anything else we've seen. Like. 
very, very impulsive and angry and just wants to get it done and just impatient all the time and just can do it herself, right? That's kind of what she, she is. So I do, I am interested to know how she got that way and why she seems to be having it in for Obi-Wan. I'm sure we'll find that out. I like the scene on Tatooine where the other Inquisitor takes her aside down a dark alley, down the side, down the side alley. He's like, yeah. yeah, we need to have a little chat about your temper. <laughs> yeah, a little performance appraisal there right on the scene. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it's sort of funny. These are villains. Like, you care? You care, <laughs> you care if somebody has a bad temper. You care if somebody kills... Yeah. Uh, uh, but I guess the Inquisitor's job isn't to kill people, per se. It's their job to get information and then kill the person. So you don't want to kill them before you got the info. I think that's the argument, yes, they were right? They were setting up to torture that guy. They probably did torture him. Right. Um, and then kill him. They strung him up in front of the town, which was pretty gruesome, I would say, for a, for a Disney show. Um, and then, I guess, yeah, so we lose Grant... Well, so-called lose the Grand Inquisitor. I think that we're going to lose him for the series. Maybe he comes back at the end or something. I don't know. But I don't think we're going to see him for most of this. Um, or maybe he'll be back next... I always, every time I say that, they're going to bring him back very first scene. Next episode, he's going to be like, back to tank. He's good. I, thought, uh, I imagine the next scene where a big door opens and there's 10,000 Inquis Grand Inquisitors. Yes, they got a bunch of tanks. They got a bunch of like clone tanks full of them. Right? <laughs> That's what they're going to do. There's a million of this guy, and when one of them inevitably gets killed, we just yeah. pull another one out of the tank. Yeah. So um, and then the other moment here that I've noted is that, that I just kind of feel at the end, and if there's anything else, you can kind of cool. come back to it. But at the end there, when he kind of has a moment to breathe, they escape, they get off on the ship, and he breathes, and he finally, like, says Anakin, and he, he reaches out with the Force. That's what he does in that moment, and then Anakin hears him. And we shot the the best shot of the, of the whole oh. show so far is this him opening his eyes and that close in, and the voice or the breathing, just crazy. That's such he's so gross in that tank. He's so burnt and yucky, and but yet strangely uh, jacked, strangely muscular. He's it's horrible to look at. So it was shocking. Uh, we sort of saw a version of that in a Rogue One, which I yep. watched. I watched that scene again. And it's not, definitely, it's not as gross. It's not as graphic. Not as close or, up. It's not as close up, no. It looks fogged up. The tank looks fogged up, so it's a, it's a bit harder they, to They speak. didn't really have Hayden Christensen for that no. one. They didn't have him. They just did a CGI mock-up. But this is him. This is really him. Yes, and uh, so it makes it even more terrible. But what a great, and it also occurred to me that maybe Obi-Wan and Anakin were the Force dyad that we heard about uh, mm. with Kylo Ren and Rey. Mm. Right. Maybe it's the same thing. They they can communicate remotely with one another. But because Obi-Wan has cut himself off from the Force for the last yeah. 10 years, he hasn't been able to reach out. And now what's going to... Are they going to be able to talk to each other remotely like like Kylo Ren and, and Rey could? I think there's going to be some degree of that. There has to be some... Or some, at the very least, they will sense each other and they'll know. I And I, I actually imagine a confrontation in which Darth Vader allows Obi-Wan to come in to the uh, to wherever he is. Yeah, we might get that next episode. I suspect that next episode Ooh, that we're going to get our full. Well, just just first, we talked about like a first meeting and then another meeting later on. Yeah. So I think we're going to get the next next episode. We're going to get a, like they can't not follow up that shot with a full shot of what he looks like. They have to show us that next. So that, but then I, you're right. It's going to be something. He's going to invite him in to talk. To say, look what I've done. It's master. I can bring that. Like, he's probably still obsessed with bringing people back to life. Maybe he's still obsessed with Padme. I don't know. Um, and then they're going to get separated or something. We'll get a tease of a fight, maybe. They'll get separated, and then we'll get the real fight back at the end of the uh, series. Yeah, there, uh, there's only a couple of things we didn't see in the Obi-Wan that isn't in the Obi-Wan trailer, uh, or only a couple of things that weren't in the first two episodes. One of them 
it just occurs to me now is the inquisitors in their underwater lair it looks like it's underwater oh, yeah yeah isn't the grand inquisitor in that scene in the trailer maybe yeah so maybe that's we, so already, may we already know we're gonna get him back oh yeah i think yeah. i think we're, we're gonna have to watch that trailer again just to see yeah. um so we didn't get that we didn't get their ships taking off from that same location so that'll be coming soon um and we did, and of course, the scenes with Darth Vader being assembled. Oh yes. So that, so that's that, that's all to come. Um, but yeah, I think. Do you think we're going to see Darth Vader? Um, we're going to see the complete finished Darth Vader in this next one, or or just the back to tank? I I I think they're going to do. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, they could do it either way, right? They could go with us. They could make a big, awesome sequence of like us seeing the full dress. Yeah. And he's like full on Darth Vader, and then we see him again as Anakin later. I don't know. I just don't know. It's it's just exciting to think about it, but I can't decide which way I want to go. Will we see Darth Vader doing his thing uh, apart from Obi Wan Kenobi, or will we only be able to see what Obi Wan Kenobi sees? It should be interesting. I'm curious to know. Will we see? Uh, will Will Obi Wan Kenobi watch Darth Vader be assembled before his very eyes, like right. us? Yeah. Or are we going to see that separate from him? Yeah. So uh, there's there's lots of uh, lots of interesting things that could happen in the upcoming episodes. Yeah, and just lots like you have to kind of wonder what's going through Anakin, or going through Obi Wan's head right now, right? He's just discovered yeah. that he's alive. So what is he's like? What's happened? He wants that's probably what he's asking Anakin. Like, what's happened in the last ten years? What have what have you been done? Why have you not? If Anakin has been alive, why did he not try and find Obi Wan? Right? Why did he not reach out? Um, uh well Obi Wan has disconnected himself from the. No, force. I know, but I'm just saying, like, like. So, I don't, so he might. Yeah, have, he wouldn't have known. Uh, yeah, I bet you we're gonna get Yoda. We'll get Yoda soon too. Maybe not this episode, but next episode, the one after. Sorry. For me, my in my wildest dreams, the thing I'd like to see is for Obi Wan to visit Dagobah. I think and that then would be to get Qui Gon to show up in that scene. Oh, in the same scene. Yeah, just yeah, like in the Empire Strikes yeah. Back, just like when when Obi Wan shows up to Luke, he learned that yeah. move from Qui Gon on Dagobah <laughs> in that scene. They just recreated it. That's interesting. Yeah, from a certain point of view, he's gonna say that kind of crap. <laughs> well, it should be. It whatever happens, I think I like what they're doing with it so far. Yeah, me I too. Think, I love it. I it's think it's good. We pointed yeah. out a couple plot holes, or what, yeah, what could whatever. be plot holes, or what could be um whatever script devices yeah. or whatever you want to call it but i really loved watching this I, I, yeah. I, I liked i liked it even more the second time how about you yeah i agree i thought it was a lot of fun uh there's i picked up on more stuff the second time around and i'm looking forward to it wednesday now so we don't have to wait too long uh we're gonna watch it on wednesday i think we're gonna record thursdays as we discuss so we'll get this up on fridays i think from now on um as this runs for the next few weeks oh wow i can't wait to see it i was i, I was watching some podcasters reactions on youtube and it, de it definitely, um, the things that stood out were when they first see Leia, it's a big, it's a big one. When we see the clone trooper begging for money, okay. it's a big one. And of course the money shot with uh, uh, Hayden Christensen in the back to tank. Mm -hmm. That's the big one, that's the one. So I think it's good that they gave us two episodes. I think the first episode ending was fine, but I think the second one is really the grabber. Yeah. That one where you, where you just have to see the next episode. It's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun to watch, and we will, of course, keep uh, talking about it here on the podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, you can reach out to us through our show notes below. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vettelmonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the Force hit you on the ass. Come on.
the Toshi station to pick up some power converters. TK421, do you copy?